How are we doing? Great. All right. You had a good weekend. Yes. All right. This I'll is yes. this is a real welcoming after a weekend because it was a three day weekend. So. Well, for y'all. Yeah. Oh. 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 Okay. I mean, I'm not bitter. <laughs> they they don't shut down the radio. Jelly. Never. We still go. Hurricanes. <laughs> the only day, day we shut down is uh, Christmas. That's it. The rest wow. of us, we are here. Okay, before everybody starts talking at once, okay, why I'm don't sorry. I introduce I'm everyone. Jenna. Okay. Jenna Barr, of course. And I'm a radio host. Our hostess, yeah. We have Katie again with us. Say hello, Katie. Hello. And our <laughs> special guest, John David Ellis, owner, broker of Voyage Real Estate here in Pensacola, Florida. Backed by Glad popular demand. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, Let's see. I think the last time you were on was in February, and uh, a lot has changed, right? But you know, the topic the topic of our show is real estate, all things real estate, with John David Ellis. And uh, last it feels week, like I was just here. Honestly. I know it's flying by. It was only uh, what is that, three or four months ago? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, a lot a lot has changed. But we were we were on the show. Uh, last week of course and we what did we spend the first 20 minutes talking about real estate jenna i mean it was uh yeah, we it was a spirited conversation it was rather intense and so we decided then and there it's time to have a professional talk about it not just us yeah, we of course, are we're about as close as you can get right? <laughs> sure i'll categorize I'm wondering myself what I'm doing as that here. <laughs> you're in the hot seat today yeah okay so uh, we do want to talk about we, we want to talk about real estate specifically here in Pensacola, everything that's going on. We want to know uh, John market trends, everything uh, you know inventory, uh, the effect of the increase in mortgage interest rates on real estate. Well, and I I think the past few times I've been here, you know, we, we've sort of been talking about looming uh, rate increases. And so now that they're here, I mean, um, you know, it's it's kind of uh, playing out as we expected, right? We're like we're starting to see uh, inventory increase a little bit. Um, I think last time I was with you, we were around seven, eight hundred units um, in the Pensacola MLS in February, right? Uh-huh. Um, we've seen that ticked up. I mean, part of that seasonal, right? Because we're in selling season. Uh, with spring and summer, but we're um, as of this morning at 1,112 active listings uh, in the Pensacola MLS. So what that means is, you know, there are more homes for people to to buy. Um, but I think also uh, within that data, we can kind of assume that some of those properties that were, you know, that everybody's talking about, oh, you, you know how how crazy prices are. I think some of those listings are probably listings that are priced too high. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and everything just got more expensive, not necessarily in the price, the listing price, but because, you know, if you're financing the property, it got a lot more expensive because of mortgage interest rates. Right. Yeah, the cost to borrow the money is, yeah. is greater. Um, and so just to contextualize that a little bit, um, I brought Bob some some data here. Uh, so average uh, median price for the state of Florida is up uh, 21.8% for the year um, at 410000 So that's the median 
uh, price of a home in the state of Florida. Single family home, the average price, that's unbelievable. 400 in the state of Florida, how how about a scan? What what do we call this? The MSA, or do you call it a Scambia? So the way, yeah, for for uh, the Pensacola Association of Realtors, mm-hmm. um, our MLS encompasses basically parts of South Baldwin, um, all the way over into like Navarre, Fort Walton. Okay. So it's not exactly MSA. Um, just because of how we break down our, our data. But, but that is the area. Correct. Okay. Um, and so for comparison, so Florida median price is, I was saying average median. Uh, Florida median price is 410000 uh, For the Pensacola MLS, it's up to 315000 which is a record uh, for our MLS. Okay. And I like that area because it, it doesn't include Mobile, which is its own but it does include the Eastern Shore. Right. And then again, it doesn't include Destin, which is its own world, right? Right, exactly. And, and that would certainly increase our our average cost. But it, it's just, I think that area that you've just talked about is, you know, a, a yeah, pretty- Yeah, I think that's pretty representative, representative because yeah. realistically, someone who's shopping in this area, you know, they very well might consider, you know, South Baldwin or they, they may consider, you know, further east. So when you when you say that the average price uh, is that listing price or sales? Yeah. So this is uh, median sale price. N- median sale price is up twenty two percent for the state year to date. That's that, that's incredible, and that's those are kind of the same words or the same reaction we had in February, back in you know wh- when we did this maybe a year ago. It was, you know, it's a broken record. This could be, this show could be a repeat, you know, uh, or a replay, because my reaction is the same. What's uh, here's what's how, on the horizon? Yeah, so here's where it changes, right? Because uh, to your point, yeah, I feel like I've kind of been saying the same thing uh, generally for the the last two shows, but we're we're starting to see the market respond to rates, you know. So I I led with listings ticking up. Um, Statewide, there was a uh, report that was done recently on price reductions, um, and 11 Florida cities uh, were included in this report, places like Cape Coral, Tampa, Miami, and six of the 11 cities had uh, more than 20% of their inventory with a price reduction. So Wow. Um, and leading the pack was Cape Coral. They had 32.5% of their listings with the price reduction. So we're, you know, in Cape Coral's market, that's like one in three homes. Cape Coral, that includes Fort Lauderdale, that that area. Right. Yeah. Okay. North of Miami. So uh, Pensacola was not included in that report, but I would venture to guess that we're going to see uh, you know, similar similar reductions in our market as well. And, you know, a lot of that is folks that, you know, maybe they, they didn't have to sell, but they see the market is up. And so, you know, they put a, a big number on it just to see if yeah, see if someone anybody will buy it. on it. Yeah. Um, very interesting. So we're not we're not in the top, but there are there are six that have over. What did you say? 20 percent? Correct. Six, um, mm-hmm. what I would call real estate areas, real estate markets in the state of Florida uh, that have over 20% listing adjustments, listing price adjustments downward. And, and I think it's all in direct response to, to rates. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, again, if money is more expensive to borrow, then if I'm a buyer, um, I can't afford to pay as much for right. that home. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's uh, anything to be too concerned about. I think the market's trying to find equilibrium, right? Right. Um, and, you know, just to kind of back that up, uh, Fannie Mae uh, released a, re a report that regardless of what happens in the market, right, like a lot of people are using, you know, that capital R word, recession. Right. Um, they say regardless of whether or not we're in a recession, um, we still don't have enough. Uh, they, they specifically said entry-level homes. Um, they said that, uh, you know, based on their report, it'll take more than 10 years uh, for the market to produce enough entry-level homes. Yeah, uh, you just for the don't. Country. You do not see a lot of uh, smaller ranch-type homes going up, or you know, affordable homes. Everything, you know, what is the average price? This is an unfair question of new construction, um, north of half a million, I would guess. Yeah, I would venture to guess, it, particularly in downtown Pensacola. Right. Um, I mean, we're seeing a, a ton of development down there. Um, and we can get more into those projects later, but um, the majority of stuff being built in downtown Pensacola um, has a price tag of north of 500000 Gosh. All right. Let me, uh, let me reach out to our listeners real quick. If you have a question concerning real estate or a comment, a story, or, you know, any, um, any question or comment or story you'd like to share, please give us a call here at news radio and the number is 850-437-1620 and we have our guest today john david ellis broker and owner of voyage real estate here in pensacola florida um john tell us a little more about interest rates and you know we talked about it and of course it, for those that are financing a property um it just made the property more expensive and i know people one of them is sitting right across from me that have moved here from another place. And of course, my daughter, Katie, moved here from somewhere else, bought a home, bought the home that she could afford with the payment. And what, Katie, you bought in February? Yep. Bought in February at a 30-year fixed rate mm -hmm. that is right now double what it was in February. She would not be able to purchase that home right now, right? Because, because of the uh, the interest rate and the payment, um, and I've seen where that's affected people. You know, I've seen that firsthand. Katie, of course, has as well. But are you seeing that over and over? Yeah, I mean, anecdotally, um, we've had uh, buyers uh, that we work with kind of, you know, put things on hold um, because another major factor that. Um, you know, certainly the, the folks in the real estate industry have been talking about is, is insurance. Uh, the cost of insurance has increased dramatically in the state of Florida, mm -hmm. so much so that the governor called a special session um, in order to come up with a resolution, um, for, you know, f for that issue. So Insurance, property taxes, how about your Florida power and light bill? Right. I mean, everything is going up. Um, so fortunately, you know, I think at least for now, interest rates, because I, I do feel like the the mortgage industry kind of maybe overcorrected. Uh, we had rate hikes, and you know we went from two point eight to five and a quarter 
overnight. Right. Um, so I think even what, though what are thirty year fixed rates right now? I'm calling you out. I know you're not a mortgage originator. Yeah, I mean but the, the, you probably know. Yeah, the last one that that I closed was at like five and a quarter. Five and a quarter. Okay. And it's probably more than that right now. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and we're even seeing products from the mortgage m- mortgage industry roll out to kind of respond to that, right? Like, uh, I got an advertisement for. Uh, a mortgage broker that was offering a product to lock in your rate for more than a year, right? So wow. uh, I'm not sure what the cost would be to yeah. do something like that, but if you were concerned that interest rates were going to just continue to go up, you you know, you have an opportunity to lock in that rate for more than a year. Huh. Um, wow. Never heard of that, especially yeah, in, a, I mean, in, an interest, in an environment like this. Well, and, and I think that's <clears throat> kind of the thing, right? We're, we're in a unique environment. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, you know, for the past decade, we haven't been in a situation quite like this. Yeah, and for a lot of young, uh, younger homebuyers, um, you know, five and a quarter isn't that bad. And uh, we had a mortgage originator in here, I guess it was a month or two ago, um, as our guest on the show. And she shared with us that the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is right around 7.5%. If you go, if you dial back mm-hmm. in time, the average rate is 7.5%. So five and a quarter still below just average. isn't that bad. But, yeah. you know, those 2.8% 30-year fixed-rate mortgages, they may be gone forever. It was a gift, and if you didn't get in, that's okay. It's still low. So, anyway, um, let's jump to... Let's jump to um, projects that you have going on and uh, other projects that are going going on here in Pensacola. Yeah, so there's a number of large uh, projects that are uh, breaking ground or, or being unveiled. Um, there's a condo development in downtown Pensacola called the Waverly. Um, where is that? So that's right on Garden. Okay. Um, I know where you're talking about, right? Yeah. That's so where the old school board building was? Is that correct? Um, yeah, I believe just to the east. Okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, we don't have many condo developments in downtown Pensacola, but it seems like that's a product type that we're going to be seeing more and more of. Do you um, think that that's a better solution to our housing situation than more $600,000 homes? Uh, I mean, realistically, the majority of the condos that we're going to see in downtown Pensacola are going to be luxury condos, you know. So as far as a solution, um, I think, you know, any any housing that we bring to market, you know, to increase supply overall is a net positive. Um, but is it addressing, you know, the folks that need housing the most? Probably not. Okay. So on that note, do you think the downtown area is protected somewhat from from uh, market values declining because of the demand for downtown Pensacola and because of the the high dollar amount for condos why do you, why do you have to ask t- hmm. t- t- questions here, well Bob? I think uh, because I think the answer is somewhat you know um, I think a lot of people that choose to well, move what, to this area want to be downtown. downtown though that's what I want to know when you consider downtown do you consider all the way over to like Barrancas, stretch that far. Absolutely, yeah. What, so you know, like where on Barancas, streets, where Barrancas peels Cervantes. off Garden. Absolutely, I consider 
that downtown okay. and everything and everything but to see, the I still see there's there's a significant difference in housing when you have a home that is has been passed down through generations next to a home that's selling for six hundred thousand dollars but the home that's passed down through generation somebody bought for you know maybe eighty five thousand right. thirty plus years ago yeah so you have that family they're not going to move because they know they can't afford another home in that area close to where they work and public transportation you know what i'm saying i'm I trying do. to see yeah there's protection for the luxury homes mm -hmm. but is it going to affect yeah and you know other these, individuals these folks that have lived there forever forever and, and they have uh their home homesteaded and they're going to reset that number should they choose to sell and buy something else you know but they're of course grandfathered at that uh, cost of living at, or excuse me that um, inflation adjuster for their property taxes and yeah it's it's difficult to move but i do believe that well let me I, i'm tossing the question your yeah, way because i'd like to hear what you it. have to say let's and again it a little again bit. the question is downtown somewhat protected because you know we have a lot of people moving to this area and they want to be downtown that's where you know it's still sort of a village to them you know these folks that are moving from lar larger msas up north yeah i mean uh, we worked with a buyer um that bought a little 1200 square foot new construction home on chase you know right in the the thick of things mm -hmm. and um Ultimately, they ended up paying uh, more than three hundred thousand for this twelve hundred square foot cottage. But to them, from Atlanta, you right. know, it it uh, it was a good deal, yeah. right? So, um, I think Pensacola downtown has staying power in part because of the amount of uh, investment that's happening there. Um, and I think, you know, to the point that you're making, Bob, uh, Florida is one of the fastest growing states in the country, and as long as that's the case. Um, there's going to be a need for real estate, and I think as long as Pensacola manages to um, continue to promote itself as a, a place for for people to come and invest, um, you know, I, I think we are protected to a degree. Right. Okay. We started talking about projects going in going on in Pensacola, and you you started with the Waverly. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Um, there's a number of uh, single-family uh, pocket developments. I mean, so there's, you know, very few places where a, a large home builder can come in and build, sure. you know, 100 homes. But what we're seeing are these uh, little uh, parcels throughout the city where you could build, you know, 8, 10, 12. Right. Um, and what's interesting uh, is specifically along Main Street. You know, our, our uh, waterfront real estate in downtown largely has been sort of industrial, right? We have, you know, these big Quonset hut warehouses exactly. uh, that you see along Main Street. Uh, well, one of those recently sold, and so we have a whole city block. Um, remains to be seen if it's going to be single-family detached or if it'll be townhomes, okay. um, but there is a prominent local developer uh, developer that is in the process of uh, turning what was a old warehouse right. into, uh, you know, and we're seeing that a lot. Uh, you know, we had the two schools that came down uh, that were, you know, and, and of course the Blunt School mm -hmm. uh, made up 
what I think is two city blocks, um, but it was one block, one contiguous block. And then um, uh, what was the other school? Hallmark, is it Hallmark? Hallmark School came down. And I, I think they put in somewhere along the order of 100 units there, of course, townhomes. Uh, but those were the two big parcels mm-hmm. that we saw um, developed. And, you know, uh, you bring up Hallmark. Uh, the developer that did that was D.R. Horton, you know, a right. large home builder. And, you know, that's probably one of the few sites in downtown Pensacola where they could actually achieve, you know, sort Economies of, the, of scale. Exactly. Yeah, for, for, a, for a national build, builder like that. Um, yeah, very interesting. Um, any other projects downtown? Um, there's uh, an apartment building that's uh, under construction uh, on Garden Street yeah. as well. Um, former AT&T uh, yeah, yeah. office building. Uh, it's about five acres um, in downtown Pensacola. Okay. So uh, in pretty short order, we're going to have quite a bit of density right along Garden Street. Um, so, uh, in pretty short order, we've got a lot of density there. The traffic is unbelievable now. I, I think we're likely going to see some more street lights and that sort of thing happen along yeah, our traffic lights. Yeah, right. I gotcha. Um, all right, we are going to take a break here shortly. I I want to um, let our listeners know that if you have a question for John. David Ellis. Concerning real estate, you can call into the show at 850-437-1620. We're going to talk about some of the personal projects that John has uh, when we get back after the news break. But, um, uh, you know, please call in if you have a story, questions, comments for John Ellis. Uh, It's always fun talking about real estate with John, and we welcome you back to the show and um, look forward to visiting some more with you after the news break very good thank you yep all right yes if you do have a question you can chime in at 850-437-1620 it's at 10 just shy of 10 30 here at news radio 92.3 we are going to take a news break at a local news update after fox news but candy cullerton she is in the newsroom candy what's on the headlines everybody wants you to be careful when you hit the gulf but uh, especially now with the currents and we'll tell you all about it on the way after five. back with John David Ellis. Um, John, okay, one of the things I didn't do when I introduced you is talk about uh, you and your background. Specifically, you were the youngest broker in the state of Florida at the time you became a broker? I was the the youngest broker owner. Broker owner, okay. No, that's cool. That is very cool. That that just means that I've had more time to figure out (laughs) how to run a real estate brokerage. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. How Um, old were you? I was 25. Oh, impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Was it like two years ago? Goodness. <laughs> <I'm just teasing. laughs> Good one. Yeah. Okay. So, you, you know, we want to, you know, lay some groundwork on exactly uh, what is going on and tie it into the stock market as well. So, of course, unlike the real estate market, the stock market has had a very difficult 2022. 
and we were actually at one time in uh, what we would call bear territory um, and in that uh, from the high and we're talking about the broad-based index the S&P 500 was down 20 percent or more now it's it's gone up a little since then and don't get me wrong it's down for the year down considerably but no longer is that amount or percent 20 percent so we're no longer in bear territory However, uh, one of the questions we have is, does the stock market uh, and what's going on in the stock market affect real estate prices? And I think between the two of us, we can kind of get through that question. But, you know, one of the first thoughts is this. Um, as, as the stock market performs and continues to perform and someone's and one's net net worth or a family's net worth increases there's a likelihood that that family or individual is going to uh, or couple is going to choose to trade up or sure. you know um buy buy another home buy a better home hey maybe uh you know unleash some of the the earnings in the stock market and uh buy that rental property and convert it to an Airbnb. Tell me that hasn't been done, right? Especially yeah, here in Pensacola. We're seeing a ton of that. Yeah, we're seeing an absolute ton of it. And and uh, rewind over the last couple of years, that's that's everybody's, um, what do you call it? Uh, what's that? Side hustle? That's everybody's little <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. side gig, you know, and to make money. Hey, I'll take some of this money. We're doing well. Uh, we've made money in the stock market. We'll take some money out. We'll buy a home. We'll convert it to an Airbnb. And we will laugh all the way to the bank, right? Sure. Heard that one before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've seen um, it play out. Okay. But now with the stock market not performing so well, and this is where I'm getting to, um, you know, the answer. When the, when the market does not perform well, the stock market, there is a tendency for pressure to build on uh, real estate prices. And that's because, you know, a lot of people feel like, you know, okay, we're, we're just going to put things on hold. We're going to wait for the market to come back. When it's a sustained uh, downturn or correction, um, unlike, you know, the flash crash of 2020, where the market dipped uh, beginning in March of 2020 due to, what else, the global, sure. the global pandemic, there was a decrease that was uh, very swift and very sudden. And, and let's face it, unforeseen. But the market went down over 30% in March of twenty March and April of 2020. And, uh, and then it came back. Okay, so people didn't have a lot of time to, uh, uh, you know, retool their plans, you know. So that, that, was, uh, that was quickly over. This, where we just see a very slow decline, uh, but uh, profound decline, in the stock market beginning in January of this year uh, through the month of May. Uh, by the way, the first four months, and I haven't seen the first five-month numbers, but through the first four months of 2022, we had not seen a decline in the first four months in the stock market uh, of that magnitude since 1939, coming out of the Great Depression. Wow. So it's been a difficult 2022 in the stock market. And I guess the answer is, you know, John, and I, I'd like you to weigh in on this, um, that uh, a sustained downturn in the stock market will affect real estate prices. 
Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, the the most glaring thing, uh, first quarter for real estate, we have record levels of sales mm -hmm. occurring. We have record level pricing. You know, so I think um, my prediction is that we will see the real estate market respond. Right. Um, the one major difference, though, is the cost to build a house is the cost right. to build a house. We haven't talked right. at all about the big eye. We already talked about interest rates, but inflation, okay. The the interest rates have already made the, the cost of a home, at least for those that are financing it, more expensive. Um, that has to have changed the minds or at least... Um, um, That's a factor. Yeah, right? at least entered into the minds of prospective buyers um, that that, you know, let's just you know, pump the brakes here. So I think that certainly has um, uh, discouraged some purchases. Uh, inflation, the cost of everything that goes into a home, including the distribution costs, costs right. you know, from gas, you know, to, to move things around the country or from some other place, uh, to get it here, to, to manufacture it, distribute it, get it to where it needs to be, the cost of everything has gone up considerably because we all know this. Um, the cost of materials that go into homes um, and the cost of gasoline to get it there, that has gone up much higher than the rate of inflation. I mean, I live in a very modest 850-square-foot home that has maybe a dozen windows, and I got a quote for <laughs> windows, and it was like ten grand. Ten grand, and, and they <laughs> just for the windows, and, and it would arrive in six months. Uh, not even. I think I think they were projecting eight to ten. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Jenna has. So I has, just boarded them up. I just have boarded up windows. Now. Okay. <laughs> we, we've we've got a, we've got a couple questions from listeners, but let's let's do get through this thought. Sure. Okay. Um, the delays in getting anything. Uh, in getting anything provided to you, okay? Yeah, I think is, that's is huge. I think that's the the one thing that is going to allow the real estate market to be um, to to just run a different course mm -hmm. to a degree uh, from the stock market. Right, right. But inflation, interest rates, and the delay in getting any, anything done or anything completed, and that's not necessarily. Um, because of the contractors, that's just because it's the nature it, of the market. Yeah, it's yeah. the nature of the market, and 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 what do we we call those supply chain issues? Okay, uh, we have a couple of questions. Certainly want to get these answered, John. These are for you. This is from Chris in Pensacola. Do you recommend a specific area for buying a new home here in Pensacola? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> obviously, as a, a realtor. Um, we can't really speak to specific areas. Um, we're guided by, uh, you know, ethical guidelines that don't allow us to steer people in any one direction. Um, I'll just say, you know, as someone who's grown up in Pensacola, like there, there are unique aspects of every area uh, throughout Pensacola that I've grown to appreciate. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's it's a joy to me to be able to like work with home buyers, and sort of continue to explore uh, the different areas throughout. Would you say that there are some areas of Pensacola that are um, 
probably bet you know th- that you think are up and coming areas of Pensacola. Um, you know, without you know, I know you're. I know we're all biased. You know, everybody sure. could say, "Hey, downtown, anywhere downtown is an up and coming area," but you're going to pay a premium for that. Yeah, I think um, you know, for me personally, I I recently moved uh, to this area called Pine Glades, um, which is uh, right at say ninth avenue between ninth avenue 12th avenue ninth and 12th avenue sort of that wedge yeah Yeah, north of fairfield yeah and um i don't know i think that's an area that people kind of sleep on yeah uh i mean i've i've enjoyed i i I moved into my home um i guess a little well maybe right around the the last time i was on the show right and uh you know you just kind of discover things that that you never really thought about um i mean i can hop on the interstate uh, right there at Fairfield and be pretty well anywhere I want yeah. pretty quickly. So I think, I think, and this is just me, but I think one of the areas that might uh, be a long-term play is that, um, that Western, that West side um, going, you know, that quarter going along Cervantes, you know, which has been, Typically, you know, I, I I hate to say the word blighted or anything, but, you know, I just did. But it's it's an area that I would say uh, over the last has been um, so you're, neglected. You're talking, yeah, you're talking avoided West yeah. West Side Garden District. Yes, you're, you're talking Brownsville. And I can say that I um, live over there. All right. Yeah. No, I'm I, uh, you know, I, I can speak from like our clients perspectives uh, so much of the folks that are you know budget conscious right they're they're looking sort of in that western uh western side of downtown um, yeah even over into warrington and of course chris your question doesn't um you know if, if you're looking for value um yeah you may want to look at uh, you know some of these areas that haven't you know you know that you can get in before you know before all the craziness right and uh well and anymore it's it's trying to find deals off market yeah you know if you're an investor that's that's where the real value is yeah for a va- from a value perspective but there are so many other subjective criteria and chris you know um if you're looking for schools if you're looking for you know shopping public transportation there's so many things that go into that um all right john we have another question uh actually two more questions I'm this trying is not the, to lose my license yeah. by the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We well, I'll uh, I'll say those things, okay? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's you know the difference in your profession and possibly mine. People don't hand you money and say, "Hey, go find, go find a house for me." I, I wish it's they would. So <laughs> yeah, but there's so <laughs> many yeah, personal and that. subjective <laughs> criteria that go into that, of right? Of course, of course, because um, it's it's very personal, right? Right. It's so. very personal. Um, okay. And this is a question. Uh, I, I love this question. I don't know if you have the answer to it, but I'd love to have the statistics concerning this. Are people moving to Pensacola mainly moving from out of state or from out of the area? Yeah. So, uh, you know, through the MLS, we don't really track that right data. Um, but that would be incredible information to have. And I'm sure that might be something that the chamber you know can can yeah. wrap their arms around i think but. it's a great question and i had the question for you and it's almost along the same lines how many of these homes how many of these homes that are being purchased are being purchased as a primary residence or as a, an investment property i'd love to know the answer to that too do you have any 
do you so, have any yeah anecdotally i can say um we have worked with more um out of town uh buyers right than ever uh in the history of our company uh we started in 2016 um and as far as uh the the type of buyer that we're working with many of them are buying as investment or second home um so that's what does the, many mean half i would say if, Close. if i had to put a, a percentage on it i would say more than half of the folks that we're working with are looking for an investment property mm-hmm. that is so interesting okay but we've got both we've got people moving here and we've got people that are already here looking for investment properties well and i would say and people from out of state the line is getting blurred right yeah. because you know we we've always distinguished between investments and you know a primary uh, occupant because of the nature of so many people being able to work from wherever they are um there is kind of this dynamic that we're seeing where you know people are splitting time right um so it's not purely investment it's not you know purely a primary residence it's kind of a blend right um which is kind of interesting to to see play out yeah um i would say you know so that's specific to the buyers that we work with a lot of the sellers that we're working with are people who are uh trading up um okay okay i i need to interrupt you we do have a question um we have a caller i believe it's nancy nancy go ahead yes nancy from pensacola go ahead with your question thank you very much i wonder if you could tell me what would the range of sale price be for a parcel about two and a half acres south of nine mile road and the eastern part of it eastern part of nine mile road is that uh kind of close to the university Yes, quite close to the university, a little bit southwest of it. Okay. John. And it has an older three-bedroom, two-bath house with additional room, nice patio. It's nicely shaded, so in these sunny, hot days, it's rather cool. I'll take and it. <laughs> what do you want What do you want for it, Nancy? <laughs> Sounds great. We're moving it's in. not my house. It's... It belongs to a friend of mine, but I was just wondering if you could tell me what would be the range of price for it. So, and I know being a developer, you might even consider just re- have it rezoned and make multi-unit places on it. Well, and, and uh, do you have your real estate license, Nancy? Because you're 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 <laughs> yeah, most of the way there. I used to, but I don't. You're most of the way there. I mean. So I, I'm, I'm not going to uh, do you a disservice and give you a range, uh, you know, on air like this. Uh, there's too many factors that would need to be considered. But you, you've keyed in on uh, the most important factors, which is, you know, what's the zoning of the property, right? Um, but zoning could be changed. Uh, understood. Um, but if, if Across I'm a... the street are duplexes, excuse me. Sure. Across the street from this property are duplexes. But if I'm a developer and I know and it, that I have to go through the rezoning process, I mean, ultimately, that's that's a risk, right? And and so for your friend right. to maximize the value, if she could do that and go ahead and uh, mm-hmm. uh, alleviate that risk. Probably a, not. Nancy, Nancy, is it a home that, that your friend lives in currently or is it a... Yes. 
Okay. Yes. And then that brings the other, the next thing is uh, where, where, is she does, where she, yeah, where, what plans has she made, uh, you know, to, to move? They already have plans oh, to okay. move out okay. of the area. I see. I see. Well, I would, you know, I'd tell you this, if you, um, if you feel like, uh, uh, you know, continuing the conversation, um, you can certainly get a hold of John. You can certainly call our office at 850-437-3127. And, uh, you know, we can and I'm, certainly... And I'm happy to share my, my number on air. Yeah, okay, go ahead, John. Uh, if we could, Nancy, I'd, I'd love to chat with you more offline. Uh, my contact number is 850-312-0012. And just with the, the tremendous amount of commercial... Uh, growth that's happening along the the nine mile corridor, I would think it it would be a right, pretty easy um, deal to to size up. Okay, could you tell me also is there a, a relatively recent law or whatever they call it with the county that if a roof is less than or or rather a roof is more than a certain number of years, it must be replaced before the house can be sold so that's not a, a county thing it's a mortgage that's, that's likely an insurance thing oh okay um and so you know there was um kind of a a opinion in place on the part of insurance companies that if you had a roof that was more than 15 years uh, of age that you know by their estimates it only had five years of useful life left and therefore they wouldn't insure it um, but that's part of this uh, legislation that's going through now. And in fact, I think it got approved last week, uh, where those guidelines are go mm. are going to be changed. Um, you mean are going to become a little more strict or less less, less strict. strict? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, basically, insurance companies could compel you to replace your roof, right? Um, if they estimated that it had five years or less of useful life left. Wow. Wow. Um, so that was driving a lot of transactions. We were negotiating roof replacements um, in almost every deal uh, because so many people hadn't replaced their roof since Ivan. Gosh. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see. Do that you remember? Do, and you'll see back. it. You'll see every now and then it'll say uh, roof replaced after Ivan. Okay. Like, well, come on, that was that was almost twenty years yeah. ago, right? That's so, but time. I remember seeing that a lot as sort of a selling point. Um, we hey, Nancy, I want to just thank you for calling in yeah, and again, thanks, Nancy. give John David a call to follow up and ask those further questions. Yes. Thank you, Nancy. Have a great day. Okay. This, uh, we had one other question from a listener and I know we're running out of time, but I, let's, uh, go ahead and tackle this. Um, for us, what are, for us locals, what are we to do? Because it seems hard to sell than buy a new home with the current inventory. And I think there's a lot of people, and she's saying, with everybody moving here and um, being a local, you know, what, what are you to do when there's no inventory? Okay, and that's that's a pretty simple answer, I think. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think right now with inventory, we're adding record levels of inventory. Right. Um, so if you're contemplating moving... Be patient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, play play the long game. I think everybody's kind of tighten, tightening their belt a little bit, and you know that's not a bad place to be. So yeah, um, especially and, if you have a 
2.8% interest rate or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm wondering just how many current homeowners are just rethinking their whole model. You know, it, it, th so much has changed. Um, and, you know, you, you're in your own house, you're looking around your own house and you're saying, gosh, the replacement cost of this place is just massive. This place that I bought, whatever, 10, 15 years ago. And, uh, but and and it's not necessary building a new home but let's face it a lot of people that have been in their home forever they really want a new home you know they and and i i understand that but the cost of building a home is just uh i'm not saying prohibitively expensive but you've really uh, got to you know increase your uh your mindset you know the the cost side and uh, manage your own expectations because it is very expensive to build. Yeah, I think if there's one thing you can count on in this market is it's going to continue to change. Yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about inflation. We talked about inflation. Um, interest rates, we talked about interest rates as well. I feel this is, you know, interest rates, have, we've just been so spoiled over the last many, many years. But inflation is the one that could come down do you agree with that sure interest rates yeah. i think that game is over i think they're up for for quite a bit of time but uh, listen john as always thank you for it's being never on enough the show. time i know i know we start hearing the music but thank you so much for being on the show we'll have you again in a couple of months and uh everybody enjoys it when you're here looking forward to it thanks okay. bob thank you